I knew that I wanted to have a really strong brand that was based on work and fun and music. And those are things that I sort of live by myself as a 26-year-old. 20, and I just wanted the, the brand to really encompass that. So opening in South Boston worked out perfectly because a lot of our riders are, are young and they like to work out and get a great workout in, but also have fun on the weekends and go to concerts and listen to new music. So that was really where I wanted to make the difference with the handlebars, make music top priority, make having fun and letting loose a priority as well, and kind of just take life a little less seriously. Hi, this is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan. You can always reach me, john at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. I'm continuing my push in October to see how many comments I can generate over at iTunes about the podcast. And so if you're a regular listener and there's a good chance that if you've done anything Apple related, you have an Apple ID. So if you just go to the iTunes store, search Indoor Cycle Instructor, you'll find the podcast. Once you've logged in with your Apple ID, you can leave a comment, good, bad, or indifferent. We would just love to hear from you. Give everybody an understanding of whether this is of value or not. I am continually impressed by this huge surge of small boutique cycling studios. And my friends over at Mind Body Online, uh, I was chatting with them a couple weeks ago out in California when I was at their conference. And they told me about, and forgive me for saying it this way, a young lady just outside of Boston who's only 26 years old and she has a rocking studio. Jessica Bachelor is joining me to talk about her new studio startup, The Handlebar. Jessica, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. So again, we're not telling a lie here. You are only 26 years old, which is incredibly impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. 26 a week ago. <laughs> awesome. A week ago. All right. Okay. What led you to start a studio? Since I started college, I've been participating in group fitness. Um, pretty religiously. I was a swimmer my whole life and needed an outlet when I went to college because I wasn't going to swim competitively anymore. And I fell in love with spinning. When I graduated, uh, when I graduated college, I, I took a job with a startup activewear company. Um, and through that job, I got to visit a lot of the boutique studios in New England and really just got a glimpse of how this boutique fitness industry is sort of taking over in New England and, and across the country. And uh, I took my first studio cycling class, yeah, dedicated um, cycling studio class, and I was just floored. It was really fit, like nothing else I'd ever experienced. And I thought, hey, um, you know, I, th I think I might be able to do this. It doesn't seem like that complicated of a business model, and I think I can figure it out. So I started there. Wow. Okay. And did you have help along the way, or has this been a solopreneur, as they would say, adventure? <laughs> uh, yes, I've, I've had a lot of help. Um, I studied biology in school, so I didn't have a business background. I didn't even know where to begin. So the first thing I did was I looked up how to write a business plan, and I started finding these templates and started chipping away at it. But then I reached back to my alma mater, Northeastern, and um, turns out they have a fantastic entrepreneurship 
program for, for undergrad and postgrad and, um, or undergrad and alumni. And I took advantage of it and I met, a a coach, a, a junior at Northeastern who helped me through building a business plan. And then I got connected with some academic advisors and they've just been, they've been great in getting the business plan started and helping me with the different chapters of business conception. And, um, once the plan was complete, I started reaching out to potential investors and through a friend of a friend, I met a guy who was interested and then he introduced me to his network of um, buddies who are, who are looking to invest in the indoor cycling industry. So it just worked out. And now there's, I have five investors and they're a big part of um, all of our major decisions and I've learned so much about business. And you're living the dream all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm living the dream, 100 hours a week at the handlebar. <laughs> yes, the handlebar. Uh, give everybody an understanding of where it's located. The handlebar is located in uh, South Boston. So it's Metro Boston, um, but it is in a neighborhood that's really young and up and coming. Uh, pr- primary demographic over here is 25 to 35-year-old young professionals that work in, work downtown Boston. Okay, what was your... Um Unique selling proposition, as they would say in business school. You know, what what did you feel you were going to be able to offer that was unique from, you know, anything that is currently in, you know, nearby where you are? I knew that I wanted to have a really strong brand that was based on work and fun and music. And those are things that I sort of live by myself as a 26-year-old. 20, and I just wanted the the brand to really encompass that. So... Opening in South Boston worked out perfectly because a lot of our riders are are young and they like to work out and get a great workout in, but also have fun on the weekends and go to concerts and listen to new music. So that was really where I wanted to make the difference with the handlebars, make music top priority, make having fun and letting loose a priority as well, and kind of just take life a little less seriously. And you are a peer to your demographic, which I think is probably pretty helpful. Yes, Absolutely. That was helpful in securing funding, I think, very much so. The fact that I, I, I am what I stand for, so, um, and I'm the, the face that they see when they come into the studio and when, when all the riders leave. So um, it keeps everything cohesive and, and just true. How did you go about selecting your instructors? That was and will continue to be a work in progress. I mean, I've got a great team of instructors, but... Um, it, it's a challenge to find talent, and especially uh, as you start honing the style that you want in your studio or in your class. But I actually used a site called Rate Your Burn, which um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but it started in New York City, and it's kind of like a Yelp for instructors. And it's just starting to take off in Boston, and I got to read some of the reviews and use it to my advantage when recruiting instructors. So I would seek out the instructors that sounded like my style and had great reviews and I would go and take their class and and approach them if I liked it. Now you and I spoke before we got started doing this where you were going to create a little video tour. I'm hoping that you'll be able to accomplish that. So then we can include that with the post for your podcast. Describe your space. Sure. Um, The space is very open and airy when you walk in. It's light, um, white and gray with pops of orange. Um, there's cubbies for your belongings. There's a chalkboard with announcements and studio events, um, a big handlebar sign that I made. One of my favorite things about opening the studio was um, all the 
crafts and Pinterest projects I was able to do, which I'd never been able to do for my, for my own apartment, but I really got to learn how to decorate and get creative. Um, there's two bathrooms and then there's a retail space. And then the bike room itself is, uh, through a set of doors and it's gray and completely soundproof with 30 bikes and a really awesome sound system. I'm going to imagine it is an awesome sound system. <laughs> and all right. And then did you have any difficulties, troubles, issues, you know, with zoning or regulations or noise, anything like that as you were building everything out? Yeah, I guess I, we didn't knock on wood, haven't had many problems. They've been challenges along the way or um, things that I didn't expect, but was able to deal with um, soundproofing the space. I knew we would have to do it um, in some way, but I underestimated exactly how much we were going to need to do. There's somebody who lives in an apartment above us. So uh, it was crucial that we did it the right way the first time. And so, you know, we, we did, we didn't, we didn't spare any expense and just got the place soundproofed so that we wouldn't get complaints because the last thing we wanted to do was turn the music down. So um, that was one. And I, just in general, finding the space, I think the real estate hunt was was a big challenge for me. I, I thought it would be like finding an apartment. I pick one that's in my budget and I like it and I say, I want this one and I sign a lease. But um, it's much more complex. It's, it's a true negotiation between the landlord and the tenant because the landlord's in fact, investing in your, in your business for the next five, 10, uh, years, depending on how long the lease is. And as I'm listening to you speak, Jessica, I, I'm I'm struck by how well-spoken you are. And I'm going to guess that played well with your five investors at some point. Sorry. Did you say well-spoken? You well-spoken. Exactly. Oh, thank you. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I talk too much. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that you've done well. All right. Um, are you meeting your projections? Yes. Um, yeah, we're, we're meeting our projections, um, especially in the first couple months by, by a long shot. We really thought it would be a little bit slower off the bat. And now we're, we're right up there where we wanted to be. And now the goal is to just keep growing. So uh, just, I just want to maintain our existing riders, keep them happy, keep them interested in coming back. And then, of course, just constantly try to bring in new faces to the studio. You know, and I'm on your site, handlebarcycling.com. It's very bright and airy and um, and it, uh, appealing, and you have a great uh, set of pictures for all your team. Now, you're using MindBody Online. That's correct. At, at, are you using it just as a, as a uh, registration, you know, revenue collection, or are you using the other features that it offers? I'm using it for a lot of different things, and I'm learning more about it all the time. So I really want to take advantage of everything it has to offer. I use it for point of sale, obviously, for scheduling online. I use it for my retail inventory, water inventory, and all of that that fun stuff. Um, I use it for events. I can, we sometimes rent out the studio to a corporate event or a a party and I'll, I'll use that feature as well. Um, I use the time clock for my staff. Um, Oh, so, so your, so your instructors are punching in through my body. Yeah. Well, my instructors are paid per class, so they, they don't punch in or out. I, I just look at their schedule and when they teach and have to determine in a different way. But my um, desk staff punches in and out. So the people that work oh, the front it. desk, I use, use that feature. Oh, you have people. Yes. Other than just instructors. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I'm very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little bit busy in here, uh, 
especially when we're doing back-to-back classes. So I need help cleaning the bikes and renting out. We do shoe rental and cleaning the shoes and cleaning up towels. And it's just, there's, there's about 15 minutes a few times a day that it gets really busy in here. <laughs> Tell me more about that, you know, because I come from big box worlds primarily where you bring your own shoes. But, um, but I, I'm recognizing that like SoulCycle, I'm, you know, they provide shoe rentals. Is that helpful, do you feel, or is it is, is it just kind of a necessary evil? No, I, I, I love it. I mean, it is, it's a necessary evil that we charge for it. Um, unfortunately, if we, if we didn't charge for the shoes, we feel that nobody would end up buying their own. And we really, we, we're not trying to make money on them. We just want to encourage people to invest in their own shoes. And to be honest, once they try it, even a couple of times, um, they're really swayed that they don't want to go back to using regular sneakers on an on a indoor cycle because it's just, you lose so much power through the, the bend in the shoe. And, and people really can get that sense after just a class. Oh yes, exactly. Yeah, and if and <laughs> obviously you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yes, I do. Yeah, just having a firm, solid sole is is hugely important. Yes, um, yes. and uh, it, it keeps you from limiting your power output, if nothing else, too. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. I also, you know, as I was scrolling through here uh, when I was alerted to you, see that you're very active online with your blog. Is that something that comes naturally to you, or do you have to work hard at it? You know, it does come naturally to me, and that's if if it were up to me, I would be doing social media marketing for the studio all day long. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, you know, I was I love my own personal Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So when I got to do it for a business as well, it was a treat, or it is a treat. Um, Unfortunately, there's the other necessary evils that come in the way, like accounting and scheduling and managing employees, but, but it's all great. And the social media to me is, like I said, a treat. And I, I, I really hope to continue, continue with that. Our, our blog actually got rated as like over the summer as a um, top seven healthy eating blogs to read in Boston, which was really exciting. Wow, um, that's, that's huge. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I can't. I think it, I, I can't remember the publication that rated us. I feel bad, but um, but it's awesome because I have a handful of staff members that write for the blog. It's not. It's not just me. I actually um, I staffed a girl over the summer that goes to George Washington named Fallon, and she she wrote all, posts all summer long for the for the blog. So when we got that review, she really felt personal accomplishment, and that's something she can put on her resume. So that's that's the kind of thing that's really exciting to me is helping other people grow and and achieve accomplishments just from the studio. It's all about helping others. Yeah. You know, that's what I do here. I provide this platform for what I, how I describe them as smart, talented people. Interesting posts that you have that I felt I really wanted to share with others, either uh, as an instructor that you can do this independently, or if you own a studio, is that you have a post that's called Who Raised the Bar in September? And you're featuring one of your uh, members. Whose idea was that? Um, it was mine, I think. Well, congratulations. Sorry, sorry to whoever's idea that was, if I'm stealing it, but I'm pretty confident that was my idea. Uh, yeah, definitely just became clear right away that we have these members that are awesome. And, you know, I'd love to be able to recognize all of them, but there's always a couple that just really stand out each month. And I try to choose somebody who did something different or attended a ton of classes or made a huge accomplishment in their own life during that month. Um, and it's fun, and they it's 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 cool to me that they love being posted on on the website and or I'm sorry on the Facebook and on the blog. It's a uh, it's exciting for them as well. We get we have a lot of viewers, so um, it's fun. 
Absolutely. And they're, they're very eager to share it with all their friends. Yes, definitely. Most of which, most of which live close to your studio. Right. So it all comes full circle. (laughs) It does. Now, um, and I, I just want to keep on this for a minute. You, there's a series of questions that you're answering, asking. Do you ask the same questions to each uh, person that you're um, featuring? We have, yeah, we kind of stick to a template of questions. We get the best answers um, using those. But then depending on each person's, person's specific situation or why they were selected, we'll throw in some unique questions to them. Got it. Okay. And just to go through a couple of those, you know, how do you fit fitness into your everyday life? What goals has the handlebar helped you achieve? What's your favorite rate? This is my favorite. What's your favorite way to retox after a long week? Explain that one. (laughs) Yeah, that's something actually that one of my instructors started using was this uh, detox and retox. And I just love it. So I've continued using it. And um, it is basically the idea that it's okay on a when, whatever day of the week, probably going to be a Friday night, um, that you can come in and sweat it out and earn your evening and go out and have a cocktail after class. Exactly. Yeah. Cause the, the, the post I'm looking at here, the, her answer was, I like to retox with margaritas, <laughs> smiley face. Yes. I'm talking about real margaritas, not ones made from a mix. I highly recommend Masa, M-A-S-A in the South end for a margarita fix. And that must be a Mexican restaurant nearby or something, huh? Yep, you're you're right on. Another touch point within your community. I I you're brilliant and it's understandable why you're successful. Thank you. What else makes you unique other than the fact that you're young, you have the right demographic, you guys seem to be totally on it, but you know, what else is it you're doing you feel that's really being successful? I think that just being true to the community and and like you had just touched on, um connecting in any way we can to local businesses and um the community in South Boston and greater Boston, um, we're going to see competitors start to move in that are bigger chains or people from different cities that are expanding into Boston. And we've really made a point, um, especially in the wake of the marathon bombings, which took place when pretty much when we were right about to open, it really became clear to me that, okay, this is a Boston studio and, and we try to do as much as we can with the community and, like I said, local business and um, our friends that live nearby. So it, that, that's something that I, I, I try to include in as much as I can do. Gotcha. Are you connected to any of those, the sports teams? Do you get like have like a Celtics night or something? Or I wish. I think that, that would be cool. <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, we've tossed around the idea of how to get – some of those teams in the door, but, um, it's a little bit, it's, it's not that easy. I've been tweeting at some of the, some of the players and, um, news correspondents from Nesson and folks like that, but no response just yet. I think we will, we'll get the, keep the buzz growing and then maybe they'll, they'll hear about us and come in organically. And, and I'm going to guess at some point someone will. <laughs> Hopefully. Someone will. All right. Um, give everyone, uh, more specific directions or understanding of where your studio is located. Sure. We're, um, we're located on the edge of South Boston, basically where South Boston meets downtown Boston and the South end. There's kind of three bordering neighborhoods right here. And, uh, we're directly across the street from the Broadway T-stop on the red line. So it's very easy, um, via public transportation. It's only one stop from South station, which is the biggest, uh, biggest train station in the city in the hub of downtown. So it's really easily accessible. And, uh, the corner of dot Ave 
Dorchester Avenue and West 4th Street. Got it. So if you're nearby, stop by and say hello, right? Absolutely. Uh, Anything we've forgotten? Anything that you'd like to add before we sign off? I think we touched on pretty much everything. I'd love for folks um, come in and take a class to write a review on us and rate your burn or um, on Yelp or send me an email with feedback. I'm always trying to improve. So just love to get more faces in here and hear more opinions um, from folks who are really into indoor cycling. All right. Well, Jessica Bachelor, Handlebar Cycling in South Boston. Uh, this was fun and, and best wishes to you. And I hope at some point I'll be able to get a follow-up where you're starting your second studio or something like that. Absolutely. I hope so too. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, the voice of indoor cycling. You can find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com and we're in the iTunes Music Store. Search Indoor Cycling and subscribe to our free podcast. Now, if you're like most instructors, you're struggling with finding the time to create the perfect class profile and the music playlist to go with it. If that sounds like you, consider a premium subscription to ICI Pro. We've done all the work for you. Inside ICI Pro, you'll find the largest collection of comprehensive class profiles for teaching conventional classes, classes featuring heart rate and also power contributed by the most diverse collection of master trainers and rock star instructors on the planet. Every profile includes a complete music playlist we guarantee your class will enjoy. Combine ICI Pro with Spotify and you could be ready to teach an awesome class in minutes. Visit IndoorCycleInstructor.com forward slash pro and start your no risk trial subscription today.